0: Don't get it twisted, homeboy. You know, Keyshawn. Oh, Key, should I say. Hey, yeah, it's Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Big smile on my face on a Friday afternoon. DeMarco Farr's coming in, but wait a second. Traffic got DeMarco. Ramona hanging around after Mason in Ireland. What's up, Momo?
1: Yeah, you know, I I like you, Cap. I, I didn't want you to be solo with Greg over here. Oh. How would
2: it be the worst?
1: I mean, Jeez. it would just be you and Bergman hanging out. How would you feel I know. about I was like on my way out. I'm not here, apparently. No, Laura's here. <laughs> Laura's <laughs> here <laughs> I just wasn't going to robe you into the like Bergman Oh,
3: okay. Oh, oh, comments, thank you. Yeah. Oh, now I get it. She's thinking. She's oh
1: thinking, right?
2: Gosh,
3: that's
1: the way to do she's it. so sweet. I'm hungry. I want to go home, but that's okay.
3: That's okay. Momo, Momo is a champ. I'm a teammate. I'm she a teammate. Is a champ. She Did you see her uh, video from yesterday that it blew up on Twitter? People <laughs> it? loved she was it. Where yes. she was dancing
1: in the studio. I, I think that. think it was video. more the the hat that's in here too though. No, no, it's all
3: you, Mo It's all you, Momo. It's all you. I do
1: that at home too. Like you guys thought I was just doing that to perform for you but the truth is like when i'm at home i do the show in my bedroom with like where it's carpeted so it sounds better um and it is that is what i do every time gaming games come on i have to like get my game face on (laughs) i gotta bounce i gotta go that's awesome
0: ramona you guys were actually cracking me up (laughs) because i was i was listening to you and steve mason and there was a great segment you guys were talking about uh mason was saying that he was up for a, a particular show and it was like Chris Rock and Greg Kinnear I think were both I thought up. for sure that was lie of the day
2: I thought that was going to be it, too. Right? Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, that's legit. No, it sounded like lie of the day. But, you know, the thing about Mason is, and it was interesting, just by the way, because he was talking about, hey, you know what? This is a dream job, 16 years here at 710. And I thought, oh, my God, 16 years. Because I can remember Mason and I were working together in San Diego at the time when he and Ireland reunited (gasps) at 710. And I remember him leaving, and I was going, Steve, what do you, what exactly is going on cuz we had the same agent at the time. And I said, "What are you what are you doing, man?" And he goes, "Oh, I'm putting the show back together with Ireland." And I'm like, "Oh my god, that's amazing." But when he said it, I was like, "16 years? Wow, I can't believe it's been that long." But Greg Kinnear, Chris Rock, Steve Mason. I can totally see that. Maze could be a very good late night talk show TV guy. Yeah. He totally could. Well, yeah, didn't
1: he use Except to- for the TV part,
0: I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but then he used to fill in, what was the guy's name? Was it Tom Snyder? Does that sound yeah, right? Yeah, he
1: did the show with Tom and then he also did Good Day LA with, on Channel 5. Yeah. He used to do that all the time. But I just think that's just too early in the morning for him. Oh, yeah. Nowadays for sure. Yeah, no way. There's certain you, jobs like, w- would you do early morning things?
0: Well, I, I, I did morning radio for probably, I'd say 15, 16, oh. 17 years. Yeah um morning radio is not terrible I, I will say this i used to do a morning radio show momo that started at 5 a.m oh and we would i just argue, stay up. oh dude we would argue with the owner we'd be like why do we need to start at five and he'd say because you can only go till nine because rome comes on at nine this is back in the day and i'd say but 5 a.m is so early who's on the roads and he would say there are so many people on the roads you have to start at five so from five to six a.m We used to do our show meeting on the air. Oh, perfect. Yeah, nobody's on the air. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. Yeah, 5 a.m. is just. I used to have to do morning TV hits. This was my. This was early on in my ESPN career. You just you have to say yes to everything when you're first starting out. You are just like, okay, I'll do that. 6 a.m. Sports Center. Yes, yes, yes. I'm available. And <laughs> I would. Uh, I would come down to the studio. We didn't used to have that technology where you could do the hits from home. Mm-hmm. So I would come down to the studio, and some poor hair and makeup person would have to come down to the studio with me. I always felt very bad making them come in, but you don't want to see me with no hair and makeup done at <laughs> six o'clock in the morning. Okay. <laughs> Just be real. So I'd come in, and most of the time, and and it would always go like this every night. You'd you'd hear from the producers back east, and for for them, it's nine, okay. Like it's not that early for them, and they'd start email me at like probably three thirty or four. And I'm still sleeping, okay? I'm definitely still sleeping until at least 4.30. But I would get up, I would like see what time my hit was. If it was right off the top of the show, I was in trouble. That hair and makeup was not gonna be good. But if it was like 6.30, I was like, we had a whole 45 minutes for hair and makeup. So when I would be right off the top of the show, I would kinda have my hair done, and kinda have some makeup on, but like my look would improve. Every hour because we would just do more hair and makeup after each hit. I would be on at six and at seven and at eight and at nine. And then I would go home and just go
0: right back to sleep. Oh, I feel you on that. I don't know how people do that. I know. Hey, five AM. We no. used to do we used to do a bit at five A.M. We'd come on the radio and we'd say, Okay, who's up and why? <laughs> I love it. And we would take phone calls from whoever was up and then who's explain, up and why i like okay, that who's up and why was a hilarious bit yeah and and one of the phone calls i'll never forget this and this is literally i'm telling you like 10 12 years ago but I, i'll never forget it guy calls and he, we say who's up and why and he says i'm up and here's why And we, we say well what do you do oh, for no. a living and the guy says i'm a thief <laughs> oh yes i'm like whoa 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 hold on a second what do you mean you're it's a like thief? radio
1: confessional
0: right he's like well I started my night. It was 10 p.m. I was sitting at a bar. There was somebody next to me. They left their wallet on the bar. <gasps> so when they turned away, I took the wallet. I left. That was my first my fevery first yes. of the evening. He's like, then it was, he, and he actually, he's like, it's, he looked at his watch. like, it's, it's 5.15 in the morning. At about 4.45 a.m., not too long ago, I was breaking into some guy's car. And uh, I took his radio. I took his clothes. I took his wallet. You Is know, this whatever for, he it, was it for real? You know, I it sounded so real and the guy had me convinced, but he was on the other end of the phone and it was like 515 in the morning. But who's up and why? Yeah, I like that. Did you screen those calls, though? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Actually, we Ooh, were cause, dangerous. Cause we would be like, yes. Oh, totally dangerous. Yeah. That was kind of the excitement of it all was the danger of it all, you know? Yeah,
1: I used to stay up late and writing. I'd stay up all night writing. I still do every once in a while when I have a big story. But I would stay up so late and in my twenties, thirties, no problem. I could just I could just pull that all night or no no biggie. But then in my th- by it'd been about thirty five, somewhere after about thirty five, I just couldn't do it anymore. I'd hit that wall and all my tricks, all the like stay up, let's get it going. Like I used to go for a run, it'd be like three in the morning. I'd be like, Let's Ooh. go for a run. Let's go. Let's go. Ooh. I gotta wake up. I go, that would that would always work. Sometimes I would just do, um, I would just do uh, jumping jacks. That that used to work. Push ups, jumping jacks, and you get it going. Because <laughs> at some point, the like five hour energy drinks and the coffee that doesn't work. You need yeah. to like pump some iron or get your blood flowing or get some oxygen going. Yeah. But that's that's always the all night. And then I just got old.
0: Well, I'm just gonna say one thing because I can hear has made it into the studio. But yeah, he's here. Can you hear me thing? breathing? <laughs>
1: I, uh, hey, you know what? You know, partially why I stayed yeah. is because I've so been there. Like, I'm always oh. the one who's like, "Oh, be right there. I'm on my way up, Greg. I'm in the elevator."
4: <laughs> I apologize to everyone on the 405, the 110. No, no, people it's I all right. gave the look to.
1: You gave that look. Oh
4: my God! Do you do
1: that part where you go in the parking garage and you show your badge and you're like racing down the parking garage and somebody's like a little slow and you're like, "Beep beep, yes. get out the way! I gotta why be on the air." Going
4: this way, when I need to go this way, and one time I, I even
1: got here and I was so tight up against the the start of the show, and I couldn't wait for that elevator, so I did the two flights of stairs. No,
4: no. I was like that no, elevator no. is taking too long. I gotta See, go. Fresh knees over there.
1: Oh no, they're so fresh. <laughs> I've done that. I was on the time. air. I was like,
4: <gasps> I'm here. No, she said jumping jacks. <laughs> what, are, are there still jumping jacks if you can't jump? <laughs> are they? Side shuttle hops. <laughs> uh, right. Those are standing yeah, you jacks. We're a little
3: short. It's okay.
0: <laughs> well, DeMarco, we were just talking about uh, when you have to do a broadcast super early in the morning. Ooh. In fact, I'm not even really sure. Oh, we got started on it because Ramona said, Have, have you ever had to do the mornings? And um, Ramona, I tell you one other thing. I did morning TV one time uh, for like two years. And that's way worse than radio, because if radio you started at five, you could wake up at four. Oh, yeah, literally three minutes before air. Yeah. When you have to be on at 6 a.m. and there's a lot of prep work that has to be done, not to mention you got to look right. Dude, you wake up at two thirty three o'clock in the morning. That's why I watched that show, The Morning Show. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. I I looked at Jennifer Aniston in that show and I was like, just you made enough money. Quit enough. Seriously, (laughs) seriously.
1: I like you'd have to pay me a lot of money to do a morning show. Yeah. And even then, I don't know.
0: DeMarco, when you were in the NFL, yes, sir. What, what was the early morning routine like? Because you know the way, like certain assistant coaches like to brag uh, that I'm in at four a.m. and I don't leave till like eleven at
4: night. Uh, yeah. we had the breakfast club, the six a.m. lift guys. You know, and certain guys would show up at five or five thirty. I just figured those guys hated being home. Mostly, <laughs> they were mostly married. But yeah, I mean, we'd show up at six, get your lift in, get treatment. Uh, the guys that like to lift naked. Well, there. The the naked guys. What? Every team has a naked guy. Naked guy lifting. A naked guy that he likes to lift naked. He can't stand lifting in clothes, so he has to get there I feel like you could
1: do some damage that way, though. Like, if you didn't...
0: Have proper support? Yeah.
4: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can. But, I mean, you'd walk in and... You know, a guy's doing, You know, he's doing Yay. bent over rows, you know, with the dumbbells, Whoa. And you know, like, yeah. come on, dude, at least face the other way. <laughs> you, you know, come on, man. What are you doing? Wow. wow. Oh, These are I was, things I did not know. When I was over in Europe, uh, when I lived in Berlin, this is something funny. You could always tell who the Americans were, especially when we got in the hot tub. We as Americans get oh, yeah. in hot tubs with clothes on. Suits. With clothes on, oh, they walk in bare booty. Everything, yeah. I mean, just come on, dude. Really, I'm, yeah. Just stay over there. We can have a great conversation about soccer and football, but from <laughs> over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There's always there's always guys in a locker room, and Ramona, you'll have to tell me if there are girls in a locker room like this. There are certain guys in a locker room, super comfortable, naked all the time, walk around naked, no problem. Then there's other guys in the locker room like. They just don't like to be naked around other dudes and so they're constantly covered up and they're wearing a towel and they won't sometimes won't even shower. Yeah. You know, with with the team, um, you shower find pill. that with with female athletes as well, Ramona? Not as much. Not <laughs> as much. <laughs> 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 not as much. <laughs> I mean, I know that's everybody's
1: fantasy, but not no, as much, no. no. <laughs> we're pretty discreet. I mean, there were some girls who were like, "Yeah, whatever." And then there were other girls who were kind of like, "Hide, like they shower in their sports bra." And you're like, "Come on, it's not that wow. serious." Yeah. Hey, Ramona, <laughs> uh,
0: I'm curious, though, before you head out, and we yeah. appreciate you sticking around for an extra segment, uh, today DeMarco and I plan on talking a lot of Dodgers, yeah. Giants, big battle for first place this weekend. Uh, we're both super stoked on college football, like really, really kicking off this weekend. Um, we're definitely going to talk a lot of Rams football today because I want to take advantage of having DeMarco in studio and and really getting his opinion kind of position by position but before you go, just give us a little th- on what you think is going to happen with DeAndre Jordan. You know, he was traded to the Pistons. Everybody's saying yeah, he's going to be bought out, and that means he's going to be the next guy that the Lakers will go get. What do you say?
1: I think he is—I um, think they're the most likely team to get him. Uh, but there's there's just—I never say never with buyout guys, even though because this, this has kind of been the rumor for three, four weeks at this point, um, that this would happen in Brooklyn. And it was just a matter of— were they going to do the buyout for him? Was he going to have to be traded first? If, you know, it saved Brooklyn a whole lot of money. The fact that they, they just saved like millions of dollars on their luxury tax bill by doing it this way. Also nice for DeAndre. Like DeAndre got that contract because he was part of the Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving initial big three in in Brooklyn, and he was just he's friends with both those guys. They played on Team USA together, and he was essential for them in signing with the Nets um, a little while back and it was uh him signing that he gets paid 20 million a year that is not his market value Whoa. like they overpaid for him in the beginning as part of a like a let's sign let's sign Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and it was you know it's fine it worked out that way but at some point you make so much money and you're they have a lot of guys at that position but they you know straight to Detroit they they um they're going to do a buyout he's going to give back a little bit of money Detroit gets four second rounders out of it so they get something um and also uh some other some other whatever complicated salary cap things. But we all thought LaMarcus Aldridge was going to Miami last year on the buyout market and he ended up going to, to Brooklyn. So until he clears waivers and until other teams have a chance to approach DeAndre, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's you know likely or expected or anything like that. I would use much more vague words, um, you know, he fits with the Lakers. He would fit in that role. I think you would have a, a, a pretty well defined role. And and if you're on the buyout market and you're gonna sign for a vet minimum, like that's what you're looking for, is someplace you can play. I,
0: I'm just I'm just following all the NBA insiders on Twitter and reading what they're saying, and you know, yep. like Woe just saying, upon formal completion of yeah. a buyout with the Pistons, then DeAndre Jordan intends to sign with the Lakers, sources tell the SPN. Usually that's when he says sources tell me and Ramona Um, that's okay and so no so it's just I'm just interested in it because it's just another roster spot of a veteran guy who wants to win who doesn't need to make all the money because of the things you just talked about and would he fill that roster spot? and then by the way Mm -hmm. you know what happens to to other guys to Marc Gasol right that's the big question Marc Gasol right
1: because I think DeAndre is in a position right now where Dwight Howard was better off the bench he just was when he was with with the Lakers and all to me right now is, is is probably still the starter, but it's it's up to him. Does he want to be on this team? Does he feel happy, comfortable, welcome here? Um, would he rather play in Spain? Would he rather play for another team? That that situation will get resolved. But if let's say Mark's not on the team, if he decides he wants to go elsewhere, um, I think DeAndre could start in that role. I like Mark I'm still on the Marcus bandwagon. I still think he is a better fit in the sense that. If the, in that lineup with LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Wes, Russell Westbrook, I think you need some shooters, and that's why I think Wayne Ellington's a good candidate to start. He's he's one of the better shooters that they signed, um, and also Marcus All. That was the whole reason for signing Marcus All is is he's a really good outside shooter. He's also a very high IQ basketball player who can pass out of the high post. And so I, I don't know. DeAndre's not a shooter. Um, Dwight Howard's not a shooter. Uh, so I. I I still think Marcus all makes a lot of sense for them as a starter, but it's up to him. He's got to, right. he's got to want
0: to be here. All right, hey, before you go cuz yeah. everybody's telling me it's time to break, I have one last question for you. Will you be waking up early tomorrow morning to see Stanford at Kansas State in Dallas at Jerry World? Are you waking up early for some college football tomorrow? Nah. <laughs> You're out. Nah, I don't need to see the star. I'm good. <laughs> You're out.
1: I really highly value my sleep, and especially on weekends, and I've been waking up really early this week, so I need to sleep in because right, my team. son's gonna come running in my room at some point anyway, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and we've got him trained where he goes to sleep a little bit on the later side so that he doesn't really wake up until later. It's a really good thing to do, especially during the pandemic when you can like you don't have to go to school yet. You know he's <laughs> right. really young, so we got him so I can get at least till eight thirty nine before he runs in the room. All right, well, kickoff's it's, it's, 9 o'clock, awesome. Stanford
0: and Kansas State tomorrow
1: morning. Oh,
4: so. you got time.
0: Yeah,
1: no, I'm yeah. good. <laughs>
5: you
1: got I'm good. I love Stanford, but, you know, I don't need to get up early on the weekend to watch that.
0: I'm feeling you. Momo, just have a great score. weekend. Have a great <laughs> holiday weekend. Yeah. Uh, and enjoy yourself. Enjoy your family. Tell Nevin we said hello, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye, guys. All right, there she is, Ramona Shelburne, sticking around. But here comes DeMarco. We're just getting rolling here on a Friday afternoon.
5: And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877 hope ny or text HOPE-NY four six seven three six nine for New York. Call one 800 next Up in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
0: Yeah, it's Friday afternoon on Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. DeMarco Farr is in studio. The Super Bowl champion. Yeah. The
4: national champion. Oh, that's right, Cap. Uh, yeah. Laura, did, did somebody bring you a championship ring
0: Oh my
3: God. Well, I mean, I got to see it, yes.
4: Was that Michael Thompson? It was. Okay. I should have brought the Super Bowl ring. I, yes. I got jealous. I got jealous. I should have yeah. brought that in. Yo, that
3: would be amazing. Yeah. Laker one, and then I saw the replica Dodger one. And then having a Super Bowl one. Yes.
0: Rams Super Bowl ring. Yo,
3: I'm still trying to see if I'm going to marry the Rams this season. I'm I'm still, you know, still debating.
0: DeMarco, Laura doesn't really have like a loyalty to an NFL team. I do not. I do not. And, um, you know, because the Rams are here, you know, and they're on 710 and they're in LA and they've got now the greatest stadium on the planet. Oh, my God. Beautiful. It, It stands to reason. That she should become a Rams fan, but she has not yet made a commitment. Which, you know, she's not I don't know, man. She's she says she's she's having trouble with love in her life, so Wait, you know,
2: uh, So <laughs> Scott, we tried to do this with her last year. Yeah. We did. And she avoided it for no. so long that we just ran out of time to actually <laughs> okay. season season end it. <laughs> Wait,
3: can, commercial break, boys. Commercial break, Please. okay. Please. So what happened is I like football, but I don't have a team. I didn't. I, I tried dating the uh, the Raiders when I was young because of my uncles, didn't really work out for me. And then I have friends who are Rams and Charger fans. I'm like, eh, they're not me. Um, I have some connection to the Patriots and the Eagles. Just,
4: uh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but right, you so, say anyways, they, they,
3: people start literally. Greg and and Sedano would be like, yo, and I think LZ was in on this too. But they were like, yo, we need to get people to call. And see if they can convince him so she can finally give them a rose. But we didn't really have a lot of shows. So it wasn't about me. It was the fact that Lakers season was there and a lot of other things were happening. So we didn't really have shows to do this. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, like I never really got my proper dating life with the teams wow. so it's not me so okay. this
2: is all very much excuses <laughs> because you would turn around and be like "Ooh, i got out of it today Ooh, i got out of it today oh, so like oh, you okay. have to get her a team
0: well let me just start off <laughs> damn by greg this.
3: you leaving with a bang <laughs>
5: throwing me under the butt i'm
0: not going anywhere <laughs> but wait but laura you grew up your whole life uh-huh. in los angeles is yes, there when there was no nfl yeah, there was no, like, we didn't
3: have a team.
0: Right, so the Rams, I'm trying to remember what year the Rams actually left and went to St. Louis. What do we think it was? Maybe 93, 4, I 5, was, I somewhere. was, like, 4 years old. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, right, DeMarco? I mean, yeah. what, what year? I'm trying to remember what year it was. It's early 90s, right? When
4: the Raiders left?
0: No, when the Rams left.
4: Oh, 95. Yeah. Yeah, 94 season was here, 95 was in St. Louis.
0: And did you, you went with the Rams from from LA to St. Louis.
4: Yes. Mm-hmm. I was a rookie. I didn't know any better. I was, you know, I turned That's on the okay. TV. I was in Orange County yeah. uh, living with uh, <laughs> my college roommate and I turned on the TV and there's Georgia Frontieri on TV with sparklers behind her. And it said St. Louis Rams. Yeah. And I said, well, um, I guess we're moving.
3: I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: now, now DeMarco, two of my really good college buddies were on that team with
0: you. Uh, one was Sean Gilbert. No, oh, big Gil. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. And one another one who was one of my closest pals in college because I was number nine, he was number eleven, so we lockered right next to each other. A guy by the name of Stephen Israel, remember? Oh,
4: him? big, yes, absolutely, right? Izzy, so, that was my
0: guy. Yeah, and those, that year, the, the year that they were drafted, which I want to say was ninety one ish. Um, Gilbert, Sean Gilbert, was the number two overall pick in the draft to the Rams. Yep. And I think that I I want to say that Stephen Israel was the second pick of the second round. So. Um, Two of my college teammates were were big stars with the Rams back then.
4: Big time. Uh, Gil was my mentor. Sean Gilbert was my mentor coming into the NFL. Uh, He really was. And this is funny. Um, I actually bumped him out of the defensive tackle position. They bumped him to defensive end. And he told me, we were friends. He says, you don't know how big this is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they're making me play N for you yeah yeah you know what i mean it was funny but yeah big goal was my guy
0: yeah i mean that guy coming out of high school was like the gatorade yeah. national high school player of the year no doubt and monster he was,
4: he was a beast what are they he doing really in pittsburgh for defensive tackles i mean good lord i know man
0: he was it's uh, a factory he was a superstar and and Stephen israel this is one of my favorite things one day Stephen israel gets a uh, a letter in his locker and he comes over to me and he goes, Cap, um, I actually think this is for you. And I go, no, it's addressed to you, Is. It's, it's for you. He goes, yeah, but they just named me a Jewish All-American because my <laughs> last name is Israel. I think this is for you, buddy. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Wow. Wow. So, so Laura grows up in L.A. where there's no Rams, there's no Raiders, the Chargers are down in San Diego, And so I think, Laura, you grow up like a lot of kids in L.A. when there's no NFL team in in the hometown. You watch every other game, and you may not actually have a passion for one team. But I got to try and work on you all year long on the Rams.
4: You shouldn't have to, though, Cap. I would say, look, if you're trying to decide between the Raiders and the Rams right now, it's a no-brainer. Really? Um, if even if you don't want to marry, I, I, would like, say, Rams. I would say date the Rams yeah. as long as John Gruden is the coach of the Raiders.
3: Okay, because that's going
4: to be a mess for a while. I mean, it's not fun with him as the head coach. Yeah. This is a conversation <laughs> Greg.
3: that Greg and I were having while you guys were having your conversation on air because he said we need to get you married to a team. I was like, that's that's a little that's a little strong. I can date and possibly get engaged to a team. Yeah. And I'm okay. I'm open, very open to the Rams because we are the Ram Station. And every time we have McVeigh on or one of the players, they're super dope. And, I mean, you're here and yeah. Kirk and Travis, so I'm well, open. just
4: date, date and make sure you marry before the Super Bowl. Don't be that. Yeah, yeah. I don't, don't want to be that. Don't be that. Yeah, you know. That's
3: why when no um, bandwagon. Yes. Yeah. No Bandwagon. Well, that's why I didn't pick the Chiefs when we had a bunch of people telling me like, "Oh, Mahomes, Mahomes." I'm like, I don't want to be that person because yeah. y'all were You're not fans.
2: LA. It's red too. You don't want red.
3: Yeah. Well, I well, just got a red car.
0: I'm gonna tell you something, Laura. Um, I became a Rams fan five years ago, and I'll tell you what happened. Um, uh, when the Chargers decided that they were gonna take off for L. A. I said to everybody who was a Charger fan, because you have to remember, I was in San Diego at the time, and I was fighting to keep the Chargers in San Diego. And, and I said to everybody who was a former Charger fan, everybody who gave up on the Chargers, I said, look, the way you hurt the Chargers is not to become a Raider fan, you become a Rams fan because the rams and the chargers on some levels will compete for corporate sponsorship for ticket sales for psls for eyeballs for tv ratings for radio so i said the way you the way you hurt the chargers is you become a rams fan and i married the rams directly out of divorce from the chargers directly rebound
3: yeah that's a rebound we don't want that either
0: well it's tough Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm still committed to this relationship are you, though? I it am. I' sounded very. like
3: a lot of haterade right there. No, I'm no, like, no. Ooh. There's
0: haterade for, for the ex, and there's love oh, I could tell. for the new. Yeah, <laughs> there's love for the new. I found my new soulmate. I did. Hmm. All right. Hey, stick around, everybody, because um, overrated, underrated will kick us off here on a Friday.
5: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
6: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thank you very much,
2: Chris. All right. Birthday time, DeMarco. You ready? Yes. All right. Bring it. Charlie Sheen, or snowboarder for you, Cap. Sean White. Oh, please. Don't say, oh, please. You don't know anybody.
0: I know a lot of people. I just don't know a lot of actors and actresses.
2: You know a lot of people from, like, the 50s.
0: No, no, no. That's incorrect. Now, Sean White, I mean, come on. It's it's an Olympic superstar. Okay.
4: Right. Go ahead. Isn't that the guy they called the Flying Tomato? Yes, Yes, sir. Okay. He didn't like the name, right? No, he did not. He did not like the name. He eventually cut his hair. He eventually cut his hair. I like flying tomato. I think I would have stayed with it. Uh, I'll go Sheen underrated. Have to. Um, for a while, that's all we were talking about in this world was Charlie Sheen. So underrated. And Sean White, because he didn't like flying tomato, overrated. Now, I love Sean White, because, and I'll tell you what I love about him. Not only was he
0: a great decorated Olympic snowboarder, but he was also um, a transitional athlete, meaning he was also a great skateboarder. So, you know, you think of those two things like, oh, they're the same. If you can skateboard, you can snowboard. Not necessarily. Uh, so I love the fact that Sean White was great at both of these sports. But I'm with you, Charlie Sheen, um, Tiger Blood. You know, I'm trying to remember some of the other warlock. things. He's, wait, what was it? I'm a warlock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he would say all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff, man. He was out of his mind. And and, uh, and he was winning. super interesting. So I'm going to go. Charlie's underrated, and I'm going to unfortunately, Sean White. I don't and know if uh, you know, right? That he's a he's a he's a snowboarder champion.
4: Yes, yes. He yeah. should have married one of the yeah. Kardashians. Mm. Can you imagine that? No, <laughs> Sheen and Kardashian. Can you imagine that in his heyday? That would have been oh, great. Man. That would have been wow. A mess. Uh, the would world have would have exploded. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Kaplan.
4: Sir time to play a
2: little bit of a movie pitch bot game because I know DeMarco loves movies, so I think this all works out that way. So we'll start off. I got five of these. You can stop whenever you want, but God and Queen Elizabeth spend a night walking around Buenos Aires and talking about politics in this Joel and Ethan Cohen film.
0: Uh, I'm going to say that that is an overrated concept for a film because I'm not really sure how God walks around. Does God walk? I mean, does he... Does he, does she, does he walk? Does he Does he take the form of a human? Um, and Queen Elizabeth, I don't find her particularly interesting. I'm not into the Royals. So
4: um, I'm going to say overrated.
2: So that's that was the pitch, DeMarco, and then you get to say whether or not you think... I, that,
4: that's an yeah. underrated pitch. Yeah, that, I'm go. locked in. <laughs> <laughs> I, what the heck is that? <laughs> I mean... I, that's what I got to figure, I got to find out, like, what is that movie? Are you not going to tell me? No, that no. this is the pitch. That's it. It's only a pitch. That's It's only a pitch. Only a pitch, and oh. you have to
2: say with it's overrated or over, underrated. underrated. Oh, I'm locked on the in. Pitch. I got to see how in. that
4: works out. Yeah, who's playing God? <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, DeMarco. James McAvoy, James Franco, Eddie Redmayne, and Jeff Goldblum, and Channing Tatum must fight to their deaths in a battle royale. Written and directed by Sean Penn.
4: Oh, that's underrated. Goldblum comes out on top. Somehow, someway, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum wins the whole thing. Yeah, he may do like the Ric Flair, stay out of the ring until it's all over, and then pin one guy to win, but yeah, mm. Jeff Gold, that's underrated. I like it. Yeah, that.
0: I mean, Ric Flair will throw you right into a figure four. <laughs> Don't even mess with him. That's Right. right. Um, can you just go through the roster one more time? Because DeMarco immediately came out with Jeff Goldblum's going to win, and I didn't think that immediately. Let me hear that again.
2: James McAvoy. Yeah. James Franco. Yeah. Eddie Redmayne. Mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum and Channing Tatum.
0: See, I think Channing Tatum wins. No. You don't think so, Laura? Laura says no right, cause in he's the background. Why, like
4: young and buffed?
0: Yeah. He can't yeah. fight. No, he not Did wouldn't. you see G.I. He's Joe? pretty.
4: Thank you. Oh,
0: he's too pretty <laughs> You're to too win. Pretty to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but isn't he like? Even though he's pretty, he's kind of like he's hot Mountain man, ripped, West Virginia. But no. Yeah, I don't think I he mean, did, I did think, Magic Mike. No fighting. Yeah, think, no, yeah. he can it's do sober. some
3: other stuff, but no fighting. Thank, Thank you. you. I don't
0: know. I think I'm taking Channing Tatum over Jeff Goldberg. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> he's wiry. <laughs> he's with well, a reach. Older.
2: I think James McAvoy is the winner out of all of this. By the my way, my
0: first thought was James Franco. James uh, McAvoy is in the movie Split.
2: And he plays all those different characters. Like he's gonna mess around, and he's gonna he's gonna hurt some people. Franco. Yeah. Franco's
3: a little cray cray, so he's, I think he little, would are do it. Are
2: we drug
4: testing? No. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> no. So he I got. It. No drug then. testing. No.
2: Okay. I change. it. I'll take Franco. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Franco will do it.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
5: all right.
2: All right. Here's the next one, and another one with Franco Cap, James Franco, Kevin Smith, and Ryan Gosling are trapped inside the Louvre. Only one will survive. Ooh. Directed by Catherine Bigelow. Ooh.
0: Now, this actually sounds kind of interesting. You know, a survival movie. Now, wasn't Franco, what was the name of that movie where he was the guy that got his arm caught in between those rocks and he had to cut his arm off? 127 Hours, yeah, something like that? that? Yeah, it. Yeah, so he's already done a survival movie, but I think Ryan Gosling sounds like he might be ready to survive. I'm in on this one. I'm in. I'll, I'll say underrated.
4: I like it. I'll take underrated. I like Gosling too, but I keep getting browbeat. I've never seen The Notebook. Laura said no to Ryan Gosling. No. You said no? No, no, right, no, he's too pretty?
3: No, yes, he is very pretty. But oh. no, I just think of The Notebook when I think of Ryan Gosling. See? So you have never seen the movie? See,
4: here it comes Me neither. Again. No. Oh. Me neither. Thank you, Cap. It's no just problem, not my brother. wheelhouse. That's, no problem. Oh,
3: God. I'm hurting right now.
4: Is there a car chase in it?
3: Oh, no. <laughs> An explosion? <laughs> yeah. Hot chicks?
4: I mean, yeah, tell me.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's a very beautiful girl in there.
4: I don't know the you movie
0: ninjas oh god <laughs> Laura you, you say that But I just gotta tell you Here's what happens When you got the number Of children that I have uh, You wind up putting More time into kids stuff Like soccer games And football games And baseball games And softball games They're and all, all, all out of games. the
3: house Now Cap No nope, they're not all Out of the house You got no, one
0: I got two Okay two that's, yep. still,
3: that's two less So you got more time <laughs>
0: Yeah but I don't I don't you... know the movie
3: <laughs> Oh my
0: god I'm watching Ted movie. Lasso That's good ah. See there you go
3: I just watched the latest episode, and I totally derailed this. Sorry, Greg. Continue. <laughs> no, it's okay. We just can't
2: talk about Ted Lasso since it's technically out today. Ah. Uh, all right. So this one goes to DeMarco. In this Danny Boyle rom-com, Michael B. Jordan and Catherine Hahn join the Justice
4: League to fight the Italian mafia in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's underrated. <laughs> I, I don't care. Like, the Italian mob in Amsterdam? Come on, now. You have to see that. Cap? I'm going to go overrated. I
0: don't, huh? I, don't, I don't understand what the Italian mob is doing in Amsterdam and what Michael B. Jordan is doing fighting them in Amsterdam. That's one that you're going to have to really let me read the script on, I think.
3: So I would definitely say overrated as well, but my baby daddy's in it, so I got to see it. <laughs>
4: Michael B. Jordan? Yeah. Wow. He's one of
3: them, so, you know. Wow. They don't know that yet, but in my mind. So I'm, I'm underrated. I feel you.
4: I'm feeling that as well. The, the Italian mob in Amsterdam. Come on. Michael B. Jordan. You ever been to Amsterdam? Have. Look,
2: Catherine Hahn is very underrated just herself. So you think that oh so yeah? probably sure. works out? Yeah. She was in WandaVision. She was
3: fantastic. She's so good.
0: Yeah, really. Who well, here has so been good. to Amsterdam before? Anybody else? Not. Right here. Right. The one of course you have. Yes. I'm
3: like the one percenters. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't a one
0: percenter. Let me tell you what it was. I was working for NFL Europe at the time. uh-huh <laughs> And um, and I, I went over there with a gentleman. His name was Howard Griffith. He was a fullback for the Denver Broncos. We used Broncos. to be teammates. <laughs> yeah. And Howard Griffith and I went over there. We were calling games for the NFL Network in NFL Europe. And I remember saying this to him, to DeMarco. I said, hey, how? Um, do you live by the laws of the United States when you're in Amsterdam, or do you live by the laws of Amsterdam when you're in Amsterdam? And he said, "What do you have in mind?" And I said, "Come with me." And um, <laughs> we went and did what you do in Amsterdam, Come which with was me. Be- Get ready, which, Laura. which was before you could do that legally in the United States. <laughs> Come with me. <laughs> wow. So we went to all those coffee houses. We, and we have tried a sound effect stuff.
3: for him. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Wow. All right, last one. Last one to you, Cap. Gary Oldman is trapped inside Lindsay Lohan's mind in this Zack Snyder film.
4: Zack Snyder? I'm sorry.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm going to say that this one's overrated. I'm going to say this one doesn't sound interesting to me at all.
4: I'm with you. Even Gary Oldman can't make that interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Zach Snyder. Can, 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 in, everything's, everything's in slow motion. Inside of Lindsay Lohan's brain. Yes. What do you think's going on in there? I don't think there's a lot going on. There's That's, not a lot. Even Gary Oldman can't pull this off. <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
0: Well, there you go. There's overrated or underrated. Hey, DeMarco's in studio, and I want to take advantage of having a former, well, let me rephrase it, a Super Bowl champion. In studio, and someone who is very, very close and tuned into the Rams, I want to start asking you a lot of Rams related stuff, DeMarco, as we get ready for the start of the NFL season. Also, big night coming up between the Dodgers and the Giants. And wait a second, there is breaking news related to the Dodgers starting pitching tonight. We'll get to that story coming up next. Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. DeMarco Farr is sitting in for George Sedano today. Appreciate that, DeMarco. What's happening? Yes, sir. I got four big stories that I'm hoping you and I can chat about as the afternoon goes on. You ready? Yeah, bring it. Here we go. Uh, Story number one, Dodgers at the Giants battle for first place. That's one. Story two, college football kicks off. And I say kicks off. I mean, I was watching games last night. I'm watching a game right now. And I'm going to be watching a lot of games tomorrow, including UCLA and LSU. And I definitely want to check out USC and San Jose State, so I'm going to check those games out. Number three, the NFL is less than a week away, and I really, really want you today, hopefully, DeMarco, to talk a lot of Rams football. And then four, I'll put this one a little bit on the back burner because it's not a done deal yet, DeAndre Jordan to the Lakers and all the reports that he's going to get bought out by Detroit and come to Lakers. Lakers. Those, those are the four big stories, DeMarco, that I'd love for us to talk about today.
4: I'm just surprised that Greg didn't jump all over me as soon as I walked in the building. Because the Dodgers are now in first place, I mean, was waiting
0: on that.
2: You know, it was it wasn't me that said there's no chance you're delusional.
4: Well, Those I meant delusional words. in a positive way. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Explain. And, it. Help me out. And something happened. I mean, San Francisco hit the skids for a minute, so you had help. Five of seven, they lost. Five of seven. So yeah. Hey, look, it's. I agree with Dave Roberts. This is a good start. It's a good place to be right now. Hell of a series coming up, though.
0: It, it really is. And there is breaking news here this afternoon about the Dodgers starting pitching rotation. But can I just tell you guys something? I I was watching SportsCenter last night, and they had um they had a full-screen graphic that I would never have known. But listen to this. The Dodgers and the Giants are both 85 and 49 on the season. So they have the exact same record. Okay, that's why they're tied for first place. In head-to-head matchups this year, DeMarco, do you realize? that the Giants and the Dodgers have played 16 games and they're 8-8. Eight eight. <laughs> right, right. Now listen to this. <laughs> they have both scored 68 runs in those 16 games and they have both given up 68 runs in those 16 games. Wow. Same record, same head-to-head record, same number of runs scored, same number of runs given up. That is statistically uncanny as two teams are pulling into a series starting tonight with three games that's going to determine who walks out of the weekend in
4: first place. I was blown away by those numbers. Is it fair to say, like, can you have a series in September be historic? I thought history in baseball is made in the postseason, but this is huge. It's a big series. I, I think this will determine who actually wins the West, but can you say a series in September is historic?
0: Well, I can just say this, every series that's being played now for the Dodgers, for the Giants, and if you're following the National League, I mean, you can keep on going down the list. Philadelphia, Cincinnati, uh, St. Louis, San Diego. I mean, every team that is battling and trying to position themselves for the playoffs, I mean, every series now is like a playoff series. Now, Greg, Mr. Dodger fan here, um, big news happening this afternoon with the, with the Dodgers starting pitching, tell us what you know so far.
2: So Dave Roberts is saying that David Price will not be starting tonight. It's going to be Corey Knebel, and it was expected that David Price would then be after the opener. However... They're not sure if David Price is available any longer. Wow. So he may have an IL stint. They don't know yet, but there, it is a very good possibility. We may or may not see David Price tonight, depending on how he's feeling. He also said that his velocity has ticked down over the last couple of weeks, and it might be because of shoulder issues.
0: Okay, now tomorrow you've got Urias, and then on Sunday you've got Bueller. So, I mean, you, you've lined up Two of your three top guys now short notice change pitchers against one of San Francisco's top guys. And the next two days, San Francisco currently has it scheduled as bullpen days. So, I mean, if 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 San Francisco is going to get one tonight might be their night, but the Dodgers certainly Hmm. have to be favored in the next two what do you think, DeMarco? You think the Dodgers go up there and win the series? You think they sweep the series? Do they get swept in the series? Do they
4: lose the series? What do you think is going to happen? You know, it's it's been, I guess, my understanding in games like this. This happens in baseball sometimes when you have bull, bullpen games on both sides. It comes down to which manager handles it the best. <laughs> you know, which decision maker uh, pulls the right lever at the right time to get the right run and to get the scorer home, so, but here's the funny thing: both Kapler and 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 Dave Roberts have done a fantastic job in these situations. So, you, I think the Dodgers, if you're thinking macro, probably win the series because of who you just said is coming up. You, you've got Urias and then you've got Bueller. So, uh, the back end is stacked for the Dodgers. But tonight is anybody's ball game. It really is. It's it's hero ball time, and it will probably come down to the last hit in the bottom of the ninth. You know the Dodgers have been on such fire to get to this
0: point and they had the lead in the NL West for about 12 to 16 hours and then San Francisco salvaged just one win against uh, Milwaukee where they lost three out of four at home to Milwaukee and Milwaukee's for real but I feel like the Dodgers are pulling in with all the momentum and the Giants are starting to reel Um, if the Giants were to were to win tonight I think it sets up for a really interesting series. Yeah. If the Dodgers win
4: tonight, I think the Dodgers can sweep the series. You think so? I do. Uh, you know, this is funny. And I'm with you. Um, but San Francisco broke their losing streak right before they saw you. So, they're in get right mode. So, I think like I said, um they know what's at stake. They know the Dodgers are coming to town, so you're going to and they broke their streak. You're going to see the best they have to offer, but I'm with you. I think this is anybody's ball game, but you know, I, I'll, I'll go with you on that. If the Dodgers do win this, I'll say sweep. If the, right. if the Giants win this, I still think the Dodgers win the series.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, the advantage is going to be for the Dodgers on Saturday and Sunday on paper uh, on the pitching mound. Um, tonight, you know, you, you're expecting one guy to pitch, and now you're like, okay, he can't go. we got to get the next guy up, and you're going up against one of San Francisco's best pitchers. So I just find this whole story to be fascinating, that these two teams have the same record, They have the same record against one another, and the numbers, runs scored, 68, runs against, 68. I just find the numbers to be fascinating because, you know, DeMarco, they might as well be 0-0 and right (laughs) Right, now because nothing that they've done up until this point matters. (laughs) It's from today till the end of
4: September that matters. You can't manufacture this in Hollywood. This is a great script. It's coming down to the wire, and they're just as good as you are on paper. So it's really about who wants it more in the next three games. You can't get any better than that in baseball.
0: All right, listen, we're going to talk a lot of Dodgers-Giants as the afternoon goes on. I definitely want to talk a bunch of college football because the kickoff has happened. Uh, the weekend is underway, and the NFL kickoff is coming up right around the corner. All of those stories on the way. DeMarco Farr is in today for George Sedano. What we all need to know with Laura is coming up next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.
6: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.